Welcome to Midwest Mind Mail with your host Josh and Jason. What's up, Josh? Not much, man. How's it going? It's going. Yeah, been me a pretty too. good day. It was how, a great day. How you feeling? I'm feeling normal, actually. So, for those of you who don't know, this morning Josh got up, and I got up, and Josh did the T Rex challenge. Not not at the same time and not the same location. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> we we were not we were not staying together last night. Um, but we don't know what the T Rex challenge is. Here's a little bit of footage from that video. Um, if you guys think it's funny, go ahead and check out the whole video, which should be in the video playlist below. Anyways, Josh, how how did you feel after eating three Wendy's triples? I felt a little lightheaded. I thought I was going to have a bunch of heartburn, and I thought I would you know, be feeling like I wanted to puke, but honestly, it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know, dude. I don't think I could have done it. I probably, I probably would have puked, especially, especially running afterwards, man. Like, no, it's a very doable challenge. I will say that it's very doable. It's not the worst food challenge out there by any means. It's just that I, I was very disappointed in the time. It was a hard, it was hard to, you know, eat, eat that burger fast. Oh, I, I can imagine. And I, I've seen videos where people do it. Most people do it in under five minutes. I was a little disappointed that it took me a little over seven minutes to do it, but I did it. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to throw on the extra twist. You know, so we called it the jogging T-Rex. Yep. Immediately after, went for that jog. Yep, went for a quarter mile jog. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, and you know, honestly, I, that, that didn't feel, it wasn't too bad. It really wasn't that bad. But I encouraged somebody to go out there and maybe do half mile. You yeah. Know? Yeah. One up you? Somebody should one up me. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so what food challenges do you want to try next? Well, nobody's done a Runza challenge next, or nobody's done a Runza challenge yet, and Runza's big in this state. Well, it's big in the Midwest. Yeah, it is big in the Midwest, but it's especially big in the state because it originated in Lincoln. I want to try the Runza challenge. You want to create the Runza challenge? I want to create it, yeah, and I want to try it. Okay. So I'll probably do that one next, and we'll go from there. But yeah, food challenges, I mean, they're a big hit. A lot of people like doing food challenges, and people like watching them. Yeah. They're disgusting. But, you know, <laughs> they they really are. Dude, they are. They're fucking disgusting. You see them just gorging all this food and, you know, just throwing water in their face. And like, it's like, I always think, how much floaties is in their water? You know, because they're <laughs> right, always taking yeah. a sip with just full mouths of food. Just <clears throat> <and> <laughs> it's so fucking gross, but people can't, it's, you can't stop watching. They're no, awesome. No, exactly. It's, it's kind of like a train wreck. It is. It's, you know, it's just pure gluttony. Absolutely, man. I, uh, I was pretty happy to be a part of it. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, I was. I'm, I'm glad you were there. I'm glad everybody was there who was there. Yeah, did awesome. So I mean, it was a, it was a fun time. Good memory. Absolutely, man. Anyway, speaking of the T Rex, I'd like to talk about another certain T. Um, you've heard of the uh, T and the LGBT movement? Sure have. This year, making making a lot of waves, I'd say. Yep. Um, it's definitely gotten a lot of a lot of attention. A lot more attention than it has previously, and why I don't even know. Well, it's always been around for you know to some degree, but yeah, it's really made its way into the mainstream, and a big part of that has been sports. Sports and bathrooms, I think, have been like the two biggest places. Yeah. that you hear about it. I believe it was 2017 or 2018. Target made a very controversial decision to open their bathrooms to whatever sex you identify as. Yeah, and. I believe there was a whole boycott that was uh, planned against Target for that, and they ended up losing like a little bit of stock and all that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, ultimately, Target's still around. 
but yeah, I don't know if you remember that. It rings a bell. <laughs> um, to be honest with you, movements like that, like when we talked about the feminist movement, um, I don't really follow them that much, to be honest with you, because I feel like, again, like I said in the previous, in one of our previous episodes, I feel like we've become just a generation of movements. Oh yeah. You know, everybody, everybody wants to be a part of something. We're, we're in a time of movements. Absolutely. Now I got to tell you, I, I got a different look. I I'm in love with social movements. I fucking love <laughs> to study these, these things because some of it makes sense, but a lot of it's just fucking nonsense. Yeah. And, and this is every social movement out there. Um, but yeah, especially the transgender movement. Uh, it's just a lot of it is just fucking nonsense. Which let let me let me put this out on out, out on the record, not to interrupt you, Josh, or anything. I don't have an issue with people being who they are. Absolutely I really not. Don't. You you everybody should should do what makes them happy. I'm a libertarian at heart, so whatever a consenting adult wants to do, and as long as there's a service to provide it. Yep. You know, um, you're going to do what you're going to do, whether I like it or not. Yeah. Just like I'm going to do what I'm going to do and I'm going to have an opinion, you know, whether you like it or not. It's I think, just, I think the part that gets is. me the most with most social movements is people are not happy just being a part of that group. They want they want to try and instill those beliefs into everybody else and, well, get, and try and get people to conform to it. Just like a religion, you know, they, they want to street preach that they want to shove their religion down your throat. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, maybe something else, but you know, that's uh, that's a totally different subject. So, so I I did a little bit of research into the transgender movement, not much, a little bit, but the movement originally was to promote rights and to eliminate discrimination and violence regarding housing, employment, public accommodations, education, and healthcare. Which sure we had talked about biology in a previous episode, and I forget which episode it was about biology is what it is you can't really you when you start messing with biology is things start going kind of haywire right and and we talked a little bit before this episode about about biology in general than the of the human body like men in general have more natural testosterone actually i don't i don't i don't even know if females have testosterone they do they have small yeah they have they have a small amount right yeah so men naturally have more testosterone which leads to bigger muscle mass yep. and, and that actually varies amongst men yeah it some does. men have you know more than others for sure yeah exactly but when it comes to like certain healthcare, we talked about this too there's certain diseases and certain things that only women can get or are prone to or are prone to sure. same with men yep um a woman cannot get testicular cancer but what if she's a hermaphrodite well that's a whole nother subject in itself and we'll get to that it is but it's things like that Education, when 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 I when I wrote this down, when I wrote my notes down, I started thinking about each individual um, situation that 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 they promoted with their movement, and I don't understand how education plays in all of this, because I don't see men and women being treated differently in the education field. No, it's perception. I don't really see it too much either, but other individuals claim that they do. Which I don't, you know, honestly, I, I don't know if they're lying or if it's just their perception. Yeah. It, it is what it is. But education, the education system, especially when you're talking about the, the college level, the yeah. university level, uh, it's played a big part in this, actually. Yeah. Um, public accommodations, we talked about the whole target situation. Right. Um, I don't think that that is necessarily right. But it's not my choice to make that decision. Right. Well, in, I, in, in your opinion, you don't find it right. And, yeah. Exactly. And you know what? It's, There's nothing wrong with that. It's all. It's 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 an opinion. And here's why: because if we if we start just 
giving conforming to their decisions and their and their rules. What's not to say that a pedophile identifies as a woman, goes into the woman's restroom and sexually assaults a minor? There, I mean, it happens so fast and happens more often than we think it does. Right. That what's to stop that from happening? Right. I mean, it it happens. It's happened a couple times since this uh, new thing is, and each it's, time each time it does. It's always blasted on media as, oh, look, this is blowing up in your face. And the, the point is, is that somebody willing to do that, they're going to do that whether they well, exactly. identify as a woman but, or not. But I would mean, you say that this that, that this gives them an avenue? Yeah, it definitely gives them a little bit more of an argument when they do get busted. Like, no, I, I have the right to be in here. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, and, and that's the problem. Because, you know, if, if you go back to the way things uh, were for the longest time... Um, when everything was a little bit segregated by the sexes before yeah. before this uh, this wrench got thrown in the machine. Yeah, uh, you still had incidents like that. You still had men going in the women's bathroom and, you know, assaulting women. It, it, it happened. But, you know, there really was no, no leg to stand on. I mean, yeah. you were just seen as a piece of shit. Now there's actually a lot of... Um, you're still seen as a piece of shit, but now there's a group of people out there, and they call themselves transgender activists. You know, these aren't people that are transgender themselves necessarily. Most, a lot of them are. I wouldn't say most. A lot are, but some are just sympathizers. Yeah, and they will back these people up. Yeah, it just depends. You know, it goes. Uh, it's, it's situation to situation. Well, everybody wants like again, like you said, it's a religion. Everybody wants to be a part of something. And why is that? I mean, you've said earlier that we are a generation of movements, and I believe, you know, this is another, this is a stem of that. Yeah. This is a symptom of it. And I think we've talked about that before. I believe that that's the case because we, as a society, have been privileged for so long. I mean, across the board. Yeah. That people are looking for something bigger than themselves. And I couldn't think of a more first world problem than, man, I, I don't know what you know like i don't feel like the gender i am i i need to make this change yeah and you know if somebody's battling that in their head yeah that's a terrible battle to to face and you know that's obviously mental illness and then for the longest time it was treated as such yeah but i mean do you think somebody who has who might have gender dysphoria in somalia who's starving to death really gives a shit about their rights as a transgender I think their concern for food and water and shelter and free um, from violence in general comes before all of that. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, if it didn't, if you're starving to death and you're really concerned about your right to be able to express yourself as the gender that you're, the sex that you want to be, mm-hmm. I'd say your priorities are pretty fucked up. Well, exactly. And and you make a really good point there. Um, people are, it's, and maybe that that goes into it as well as being a part of something, you know. Well, I just, I, I want to, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm a man, which I, I get that that happens, but I think that that's always been around. It's just never been so out there as it is now. Well, it's, it's mainstream. Yeah. It, it's been seeped into the mainstream culture, which, but it, it's funny because it's kind of, it's gotten a lot of pushback also from mainstream culture. This yeah. is, this is a real schism in social justice and this is a real this is a brink point for it. And it's going to be interesting to see how the next decade goes going into the 2020s to see where this transgender movement goes, because right now it's very divided in the LGBT uh, community. Yeah. And, and that's where, and that's, and that's where I get back to what, what I was saying about do you just, you know, do you, but don't try and make somebody else do what you do. 
you know, don't, don't, don't push those beliefs on somebody else. You know, it's cool. I don't necessarily agree with it. That's my opinion. Um, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to want you to not be happy either. You know? Right. You know, I'm not going to go out of my way to beat you up or go out of my way to, you know, screw you over financially if you're different than me. And it doesn't make me any less of a person. It doesn't make you any less of a person. It's just, that's, those are my beliefs. Right. Live and let live. Exactly. And again, this could be argued. This is, this is a very ugly side of capitalism. You know, if, if, if I want to be a woman and I have the money and I'm going to pay a surgeon to provide the service to uh, make it happen, mutilate my dick, basically. Yep. Why shouldn't they? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's capitalism. Yep. You're paying somebody's paycheck. Exactly. So why not? But, you know, at the same time, but, but again. I don't care if if you want to get the surgery and you want to do you go ahead. Yep. So where is it that people have the issue? I mean, we all we obviously see it in the bathroom situation, but like where else do you see where people really have a big pushback where they don't want to be a part of this anymore? So I think it's just we've like as 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 human beings and being raised, and I would say it's more of our age group, more or less, and those those uh behind you know ahead of us, um, or ahead of us yeah. talking about the younger generation no no the this? older generation okay so like you get these really old school individuals like my dad okay okay who absolutely born and raised in the church absolutely this is this is a sin you're going to hell that kind of thing and i think that what it is is like people don't know how to accept change and people when people when people start stepping out of the norm people get scared because it's like like obviously like on a whole nother subject but like furries you know what a furry is, right? Absolutely. So they don't have sex; they boink. So, so essentially, there's there's furry conventions yeah. that people go to, you know. But that's just one other thing. But what's the difference between a furry and cosplay? Essentially, nothing. Except the costumes are much bigger for furries. Exactly. That's <laughs> literally the only difference, if you really think about it. Yeah. But it's something that's not that that these communities, um, people see it and they're like, what the fuck like like those people are fucked up but at the end of the day if it makes them happy yeah um that's what should matter uh and i think that that's what it is is people they 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 don't like seeing things out of the norm they don't like seeing this weird thing that may have one time been a kink or a fetish um yes um and i think i think that they're afraid to just accept that portion of it so do you think that there's like that that mindset is justified or not justified i think i I think it's justified because it it, it tell it's 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 your your morals yes your your morals in your opinion so yes that mindset would be justified but to openly criticize people for what they enjoy to do i mean like i don't you know how many people i know that smoke weed Mm -hmm. i don't criticize them for it because that's their thing you know it's 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 the same concept so what he likes dressing up in a furry ant, a furry suit. So what he wants to be a woman. That's awesome, you know. It's let you know if they have the inspiration and, and they have the means to do it and it makes them happy. Why would you? Why would you wish anything other than that on anybody? Now I don't really hear a lot of criticisms towards furries. Now when it comes up, obviously people talk about how weird cosplay and furries are. Yeah. But those communities are very, uh, they're very close and they're very close knit. I mean, yep. you really have to search them out to even see material well, on them. They're not so in your face. Uh, the transgender movement is very in your exactly, face. and that's and that might be why there's so much pushback on it. 
I think the big one came with sports. Yes. Women's sports specifically. There's been, that's where I've seen the most pushback. There's been a lot of uh, people that have spoke out against it that, you know, these uh, transgender women athletes, they have an unfair advantage, you yeah. know, uh, and, 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 you know, just like, you know, um, you and me, are, we're big fans of Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's a big, he's a big critic yep. of it. You know, she won the world record. Like, how do you explain that? You know, this transgender woman won the world record. Like, we're not going to question that. We're just going to say, oh, this is athletic greatness in front of us. Yep. You know, so I agree with him. We should question that. Yeah. W what's up here? But to caveat on that, too, um, South Park just did an episode about this. And they got a lot of pushback. And if you've ever watched South Park, you know South Park makes fun of every oh, yeah. fucking social movement, every everything that they can make fun of, they do. Yes. But this, for whatever reason, got the most pushback of any South Park situation at all. Even uh, even more than the Muhammad one, because I heard the Muhammad one got some pretty bad pushback. Yeah, it's uh, South Park's, uh, the creators of South Park, I forget their names. Uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Yes. They've, they've, they've been getting a lot of, a lot of, a lot of pushback on this well and, and i would think that they probably expect it well yeah i mean i mean we we know what we're expecting you know when when we release this episode but you know what you know, it's and... it's their right they have the exactly. right to go on there and criticize people mm. i don't care what you think comes of it if you think that somebody from south park you know uh, those guys making an episode um about transgenders incites violence on transgenders well that's your opinion but i disagree yeah. i can watch those episodes and laugh exactly they, they've had a lot of episodes where they've made fun of mormons I've never had a problem with Mormons. They've always been very nice people. You know, I've had yep. friends who are Mormons, you know. Yep. Uh, so if somebody decides to watch that episode and take violent manners into their own hands and go out and hurt Mormons, I would not blame South Park for no, that. No, I would blame the person. Yes, because I watch those episodes and I laugh too. It's exactly. fucking hilarious. Exactly. We and, should all learn to laugh, you know, And that's ourselves. another thing that, that I think changes the entire mindset of the movement is nobody knows how to take a joke anymore either especially in that movement exactly it's like you can't make fun of it well you can't Which, you can't even criticize it even if no matter how valuable or how good the criticism is you know they will not hear it they'll nope. just they'll just uh they'll label it transphobic and it's exactly like, it's like no i like so i actually i actually had a couple friends that i met online that were actually pre-op um trans and honestly they were some of the nicest people i ever talked to um not as nice as the mormons i bet oh no the dude the more the mormons will bring you cookies and milk i mean <laughs> um but they're just people and i think at the end of the day just because that they choose to make a decision people kind of forget the fact that they're just people and that's sure. and, and, and that's where that hate comes in is like oh well he's no longer man because he wants to chop his dick off well that's kind of the idea you know but it doesn't make him any less of a person than he already is sure or they are i mean you know, however you want to word it. But and and I think that those of us that were raised on old morals and standards and in the church and things of that nature, we're just taught to to see this as a terrible act, a terrible deed. And you got to You got to remember that today you need to have an open mind when it comes to things. Yeah, I, I disagree because I was raised in the church and I was never taught that this was a terrible deed. You know, if anything, I was just taught that some something like uh, a man wanting to be a woman is just unusual, and you know, you should you should pray for this individual. You mm -hmm. know, like stuff like that. Yeah, that's kind of how I was brought up. It wasn't like, oh, you need to seek out this person and you know, end their life because they're poison to humanity. You know, uh, um, when you think of hatred for you know, especially like transgenders, 
most of the time people are thinking, you know, Bible Belt, Hillbilly, you know, uh, Hick, Confederate flag white flying. people, conservative yeah. Christians, all, all this bullshit. Now, a lot of obviously a lot of those those groups I just named, <laughs> obviously they don't have a very high tolerance for people that are transgender. However, you know, most a lot of criticism that I've heard from them, especially reading blogs and stuff, come from the LGBT community. Yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah, they come from lesbians and gays. Really? Yes. A lot of lesbians and gays feel uh, they have different reasons, uh, but they feel that um, the whole movement behind transgenders erases their legitimacy. Because if you take out biological sex and genders and all this, then um, you're basically, I mean, homosexuality, what does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't anymore. mean anything if you're going by the transgender ideology. And, you know, there's all these different, there's all these different levels of the movement and arguments. There's like arguments that say, oh, well, gender is just masculine and feminine and, and feminine traits that have been, you know, socially constructed. Other people, you know, when you say gender, they're thinking male or female. Yeah. But then, you know, if you get down to it, that that's your sex. Yeah. And so there's just a lot of fucking confusion with this whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, um, one example of their criticism, uh, an individual, you might have heard of her. She was a big tennis star back in the 70s and 80s. A uh, Czech woman by the name of Martina Navratilova. Yeah, try saying that name three times right. fast. Well, she was a big tennis star. She was basically the Serena Williams of that, you of know, that the, era. Of the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Well, um, it was earlier this year she was actually accused of transphobia. Really? Yes. She put out a tweet. She was very angry um, with recent stories that uh, surfaced of basically male-born female athletes um, beating uh, natural-born female athletes, like cisgendered female athletes. Yeah. And so... Uh, from the LGBT community, she got a lot of uh, lashback for that. Hmm. Yes. She got a lot of criticism like, well, you're transphobic. You're basically saying men are better at sports than women, which is sexist. And they ultimately kicked her off of uh, an advisory board for a column from the Times, um, the uh, Athlete Alley. Okay. I never heard of it. I don't read it. Probably yeah. it's not to appeal to people like me. Yeah. But yeah, she got kicked off of that. Uh, a lesbian sports icon she got kicked off of an lgbt sports column um advisory board that's just fucking comedy to me because that's fucking ironic well it's, it's ironic as <laughs> it's, fuck, as ironic, honestly, it's like... ironic as shit and it's just there's been a lot of examples of that yeah uh, she she's the big one because um yeah she's obviously a big sports icon but you know um she she's she's just she's fed up with these uh, transgendered women beating these girls in sports. So, do you know when the transgender movement started? I am not familiar with its origins. So, uh, in the, there was there's no there I, there's actually no in any evidence that can prove a commencement of the actual transgender movement. Mm -hmm. um, in 1952, a guy from, by the name of Virginia Prince he, he was a known crossdresser. Um, he launched a uh, a journal called the Transvestia. And it was the Journal of the American Society for Equality in Dress. Now, whether or not this is true, but it's said that this publication what has been considered the first step in the transgender movement. Um, obviously, it's it hasn't really blown up until the last few couple years, but it tells me that this has obviously been a thing that's been around for 
half a century. Yeah. Over half a century. And obviously it didn't, it didn't really gain a lot of traction. Uh, I, you know, honest, I didn't start hearing about it probably until this decade, probably yeah. like the middle of this decade. Like, so you're talking like 2015, 2016. I didn't really hear about it too much. I remember hearing about the bathroom thing. I remember hearing about some sports things. And I remember kind of early on hearing about the military. They kind of made a rule in the military. Yeah. Um, um, did, did they end up banning trans transgenders? No, there was a, there was that. They were actually trying to pass a bill for a while that the military would pay for their because, surgery, their surgery. Um, did that go through? Uh, I don't honestly know. I don't think it did. So I think it got shut I down. Was, uh, I don't know where I was. I was not at my unit at the time I was elsewhere, but apparently we had a brief about the LGBT thing mm-hmm. and I missed it. So I don't really know exactly how it's it because you're a bigot. Apparently. <laughs> um, I don't know exactly how that's affected the military because honestly, women in the military, there's been some pretty big icons in the military. There was that Marine, that Marine woman that was uh GI Jane. Well, the one, <laughs> the one that just became a general, she, she became a commanding oh, general yeah, not that long ago. Uh, assigned by Trump, the racist. Yeah. Um, but that's what I'm saying is like, is there's been so many good icons out there that, you know, it's the, the, the army's always adapted to the, the military. I can't just say the army, but the military's always adapted to, to new, to new things. Um, so yes, were they willing to accommodate that? Yes, they were. Um, whether or not it's actually gone through, I haven't met actually. I do know somebody in in the uh, in my affiliation, my my component, who actually has who actually is post op trans. Um, didn't know it till till probably three or four months ago, but yeah, and so the army, uh, well, the component, um, the military, does have to treat them as such. You know, they go through the, the legal processes of changing their name, changing all that stuff. They they, they have to, you know, accommodate right. that. And so it's just like anything else, you know. Right, except it's, in my opinion, I don't think it is like anything else. I don't. Well, anything else in the, in the aspect of, like, accommodating people. Like, right, but, I mean, that's a big old loose term, <laughs> accommodating people. Yeah. It can go in many, you know, I, I can accommodate my my knife to your neck you know like sh- accommodation is just one of those words it's like it doesn't mean anything good or bad by itself but i also think i also think a lot of these a lot of the topics that are that are thrown out there and a lot of the the the, the slurs and, and the things that are said are also a lot of interpretation as well you know we we as individuals we always whenever whenever something's said to us we always interpret it the worst way that we can and that's where, like I said earlier, you have to kind of have, have an open mindset when you're going into it. Or when somebody when somebody brings up the topic of like, oh, yeah, I'm trans. Like the first thing you want to do is be like, what the fuck? But if you if you if you step back for a minute and just let them talk. You're going to you're you're you're, you're not going to see a difference in who they are, you know, and you but you have to have that open mind mm. and people people are very closed minded. Yeah. And that's and that's another thing that stems a lot of the controversy that's going on today is people don't want to have that open mind when it comes to learning about new things. Right. I mean, but it's, you know, it's, there's ignorance on both sides for sure. There's been a lot of criticism of uh, transgenders. That's just simply not true or has been extremely exaggerated. Mm -hmm. And so, 
you know, there, there's ignorance on both sides, but there's also ignorance on the pro trans uh, transgender side. Oh yeah, you know? and, and I, I one mean, of ignorance... them was just was just the uh, example I brought up with uh, Martina. Yep. I mean, that's just plain old ignorance. That's basically a movement eating itself. <laughs> and not in the way that they want to be eaten, but it's like eating eating themselves <laughs> from the inside, and it's just complete fucking nonsense. Yeah, it, and uh, and 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 honestly, I find it kind of funny, but at the same time, I, I kind of find it like, come on, um, you know, opposition, get your shit together, right? Like, quit fighting amongst yourselves and come fight us, you know? Yeah, it's. I just, I I think that as 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 as, as a country, if everybody would just leave each other the fuck alone and let them do what they want to do you know obviously within the guidelines of the law and, and you know but let, let people do what they want to do and be happy yeah. you know it's kind of like when um when 50 shades of gray came out there was a huge thing in discussion about bdsm that was huge because of those books yeah and everybody was like whoa what the fuck like like yeah that shit's real you know it it, it does happen you know but most of those people you wouldn't know it because they don't they don't try and throw it in your face. Right. They they, they don't talk about it outside of their room or you know right. their their dungeon whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um but yeah. It's it, it but this is like you said earlier, this is the only movement that seems to like not die down. Well, it's not that it's not dying. It's fresh. I think it's fresh and right now it's very in your face. It's very, you know, you need to be you need to accept this 100%, not criticize it or you're a bigot and you're on the other side. And that's what, you know, I personally have a problem with. It's like, I can agree with some things and disagree with others. And, you know, you can fuck off or, you know, if you you can fuck off or you can agree with me, good for you. Yeah, exactly. I could care less, but I just, I do find a lot of this comical. I find it comical, but it's also scary too. This is where we're at in the times. But I think, uh, I think that movement in particular, it has stemmed from just being, an overprivileged society for a long time. Yeah. Very comfortable society. Yep. Let's see how far we can push the envelope. Which we seem to be doing, trying to do a lot of lately. Oh, a ton. But, uh, you know, there, there's also the question of, you know, is is it... Because uh, for the longest time, it was treated as a mental illness. Gender, yeah. gender dysphoria is what they called it. Yeah. And, sure, there was probably a lot of ignorance in that, too. We just However, need to go back to doing lobotomies. <laughs> lobotomies, yeah. I was just... <laughs> Uh, why TV and, you know, social media seems to be, you know, taking people's brains anyway. Yeah. So we don't need to do it anymore. But, like, you know, one example. Everybody's familiar with this one. I don't know if you're familiar with the name Tiffany Michelle. I don't think, you know, most people are probably familiar with that name. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is that the trans name or the actual name? That's probably the trans name. (laughs) Um, And a.k.a. Tiffany Michelle is known as Serotonin, as... uh, her or his depending on your point of view <laughs> rap review but th- that's the it's ma'am you know, <laughs> oh video. the GameStop below yes the okay. GameStop in yes. my hometown of Albuquerque New Mexico you, that's why you, you don't go to Albuquerque you go Al- a ghetto as fuck <laughs> you go Albuquerque anyway <laughs> this is another proud moment but everybody remembers the it's ma'am yep and she like w- w- what did like she or he whatever your point of view is knocked over some games and shit just threw a big fit trying to fight the dude behind the counter because he refused to call uh her her or him her whatever you want to say yeah but it see that shit's just wrong because no matter whatever you were trying to portray 
if this person didn't want or didn't call you something because obviously it looks like a it looks like a dude it looks like a dude with a wig on and it, a it really a does i mean and so that's uh <laughs> that's what i probably sir calm down you know that's yeah, probably exactly. what i like, would have said too like at the, like at the end of the day when if you're raised on old morals like you refer to um you know uh when you refer to people as ma'am and sir that was a sign of respect oh yeah like even even nowadays i do it like well and that's the most simple thing you were you were able to like because that was like the only thing that you could actually call something on because like if you see like a, a, a person who's black or a per- you, you didn't just go up and hey what's up blackie you know you couldn't you didn't say that no, shit that no. wasn't even socially normal that was racist yeah but Somebody, you know, who's obviously looks like a woman, it was totally okay to, you know, be like, hey, can I get this door for you, ma'am? Or, you know, hey, can I help you with your groceries, sir? You know, something. Yeah. But you can't even do that anymore. No, and it's... It's like the most simplest thing. Like, if I look at you, I can tell you're a man. I just, I can. You know, you can ask me to explain it, and yes, we can go over this on paper, but I can just tell that you're a man. You reminded me. So, quick story real quick. To caveat onto that. When I when I first started with Safeway, I was I was a bagger, right? Mm-hmm. And I was bagging groceries for this uh, for one of our our cashiers, or whatever. And this person standing in line, and they they must have been like super country, like they like they had a duster on, a hat, a button down shirt, all this stuff. And I'm I'm uh I'm loading the groceries in the cart, and I go, "Can I help you with your groceries, sir?" And the cashier looks looks at me and goes, "It's ma'am." I was like, I was, I was so embarrassed. I literally walked away because I was like, how did I not know that was a woman? Granted, Ooh. she didn't look like a, like she didn't look very womanly. And, you know, I was 16 years old. You know, I was like, it was my first job. Dude, I thought I was getting fired. I'm not even kidding. Like, you know, and people have been fired, especially in recent times for just even gossiping about uh, a trans person. And that that's not right either. No, somebody's livelihood. But you just made a simple mistake. And you know what? Mistakes have probably happened for a long time on exactly. shit like that. And guess what? You just politely corrected the person, and most of the time it was never an issue. Exactly. But you don't fucking scream in the store and start threatening to fight people and scream, "It's ma'am!" Like that's not okay. No, it's it's definitely not. <laughs> it's and not okay. I, you know, I've had people call, you know, call me by the the wrong sex, you know, just to try and get under my skin, you know. I, I, I probably would have looked I probably would have looked at this person and been like, um, you have an Adam's apple. Pretty sure women don't have those. Right. And you know what? This person but, probably I mean, like, pro- probably was no stranger to the fact that they had an Adam's apple. They just wanted to start a fight. Because this person's obviously mentally ill. And I, absolutely. And sometimes I wonder if some of these people um that are that are trans or whatever are doing this just to get the attention. Oh no! I'm sure uh, there's been a spike in a, a lot of this because of the attention involved. Because they don't want it. Because you know it's tough being a cisgendered hetero person. Not everybody's cut out for it. Yeah. And so you gotta have a way out to be different. You gotta be. You gotta separate yourself from the pack. And now you get. You're getting the movement's getting a little attention. So yeah, I I do think there has been copycats put out there for that fact. Yeah. Um. It's it's definitely been been one of those situations where we going going through it. The next ten years, people are going to see these videos and be like, "What the fuck was wrong with these people?" I, oh. I real I really do. Well, I think people do it now. I think I think most 
prudent thinking adults probably look at that shit and they're like and, and it's funny it's just funny to them it's like this is where we're at at this point when i saw that video i was like holy shit i started laughing oh right how could you not it was fucking comedy gold but yeah it, it's also sad too because yeah we're at this point we got a lot of people walking around thinking that you know that this is okay but yeah. again you know had that person just uh politely corrected them and then had you know let's say that 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 employee was just going to be a dick and call them sir anyway you know just walk away don't give that that place your money don't you know you don't yeah, have don't... to sit there and try and incite violence that's that's not okay for 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 anybody to do yeah you know like if, if some guy behind the counter calls me you know calls me a bitch or calls me you know whatever you know it's not okay for me to sit there and try and fight him you know yeah just, just leave exactly leave or, or if you can't leave you know there's other you know there's other things that you can do but throwing a fucking fit like like a little kid yeah that's not okay do you think that in any in any sense of that 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 per that that guy that girl whatever the fuck it was whatever your point of view is that person yeah that person <laughs> um do you think that 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 they could have filed a lawsuit against that they you can file a lawsuit against anything now can you win that's a completely different story no i don't think you could win wasn't there a couple situations couple what last year maybe earlier this year where that where that kind of occurred yeah just recently actually i believe it was back in october in canada this this has happened in canada that recently yeah uh well this is when the decision was made where the fuck was i at you were probably at work this story was actually kept pretty pretty quiet you know okay, unless you unless why. you were in the area i mean this wasn't national news everywhere but i mean if you googled it you could find it okay but i, I first heard about it on facebook so there was <laughs> a dude a naturally born male who is now a transgender woman he went into a it was like a brazilian wax or bikini wax uh it was facility. a spa yeah it was a spa but th this woman's uh she was like a she they said she was a foreigner to canada but she specialized in um you know waxing women yeah and well this guy wanted to get his uh his balls waxed and she she wasn't comfortable doing that and also she didn't have the training to do that because that's a completely that's a completely different ball game i apparently <laughs> <laughs> excuse my pun that's a completely different ball game no absolutely than, than like, waxing a pussy but you know well we're, we're, we're they're demonetizing this episode no yeah fuck it <laughs> anyway she so th this trans woman basically made a big giant stink about this because she felt she was, uh, it, this person felt that they were being discriminated against. Yeah. And so they filed a lawsuit against, uh, it was a lot. It was actually quite a few uh, beauty parlors and spas. And they were, three of them, they said, they highlighted that they were foreigners. Anyway, uh, back in October, the decision was made by uh, the authorities in Canada that this transgender woman did not have a, a, a case. However, just paying the legal fees to fight it, it put three of them out of business. Three. Wow. Of, yes. So now the uh, accuser had to had to pay, like I think it was like $2,000 to each of them. But they said that's not enough to put them back in business. No, it's not. Just from fighting these lawsuits and, you know, having to shut down for a little bit. It's like... Um, so ultimately, this transgender woman... I mean, even though they didn't win the case, they they put they put three they people out of business. Three, yeah, three women out of business, and you know, it's just it's funny because in our uh, 
so socially progressive society, we're supposed to build women up, especially women entrepreneurs. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, in Canada, which is a very liberal, liberal, uh, yeah, a, a very liberal society, yep. I just find it funny. And so I think, I think the ultimate fear is that if this transgender movement doesn't become accepted in mainstream society, like across the board, that the whole social justice uh, system is going to start basically going on a downward spiral, meaning people aren't are going to start looking at other movements critically because this one was trying to be pushed down, you know, the throat yeah. of society and people saw the bullshit and it put their foot down and said, you know, fuck you. We're not giving into this. And as a yep. matter of fact, maybe we should start looking at other shit and benefits that we gave uh, other groups. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, in turn, this could make society more bigoted. It could actually have the opposite effect. And I think there's a good chance that it will. <laughs> You're not wrong. You start putting it in, in terms like that. And, and there's a pretty deep-seated explanation um, in theory, believe it or not. Mm. Um, it's just a theory. But at the end, of, but, but you're not wrong. You, uh, you, you make a pretty solid, solid point there. Um, and this goes back to what we said uh, when we started talking about gun control and things like that. It, it, movements will change things. But maybe not in the way you intended. Yeah, it, you know, there's always that term backfire and blowback. You know, like, yep. people don't think about that shit. No, and, and they don't think, of, like, uh, I've said it before, uh, every action has an e equal but opposite reaction. And that's anything, anything that you do. Okay, Isaac Newton. That's I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like you know, any any anytime that we start sitting down and we start talking about, oh, like, look at, total, totally different subject. But just because I see it every every time I go to the gym, the first thing I see, impeachment inquiry. And yet, again, there's nothing there. So this whole thing about 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 you know blowback, it, it happens in every situation. Sure. And I think that the that the the transgender movement, not the LGBT movement, but just the transgender movement in general. I think what they're trying to achieve. Is going to come back and bite them in the ass. Oh, I believe 100%. I believe it's going to be the LGBT movement. I believe it's going to cause. You think the whole uh, LGBT? I, absolutely, because that's what the T is in LGBT, and uh, the LGBT as a whole are the ones that are at that. You know, when we talked about Martina, mm -hmm. yeah, they're the ones that actually made that decision and kicked her off the board. So, yeah, I do think it's going to bite the whole movement in their ass. Yeah, I really do. It, it's going to divide them, divide and conquer. Yep. And, you know, you, you can only swing the pendulum one way for so long. And I believe that this last decade and the decade before and maybe even, you know, uh, the 90s was was the uh, was the time for minorities like the LGBT to basically gain ground. But now, you know, pushbacks coming. Backlash is coming. I think our I think as a generation, too, we're starting to realize um, growing up in, in, in the uh, in the era where. Excuse me. Where social media has become such a big thing, I think people are starting to 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 learn how to wade through the bullshit of what they're reading and, and what they're seeing. I think some people are. Well, a majority of what we're because, like you said, this is the this is the first movement that everybody's been like, no, we're not putting up with your shit. Not everybody, most but a of, lot, a mo lot, most of the population, a lot. Most people have checked out. Most yeah. people are kind of like yourself. They just they choose not to pay. They, they choose not to pay attention as much as they can to this crap and here's why because i i have i have friends that are in that community and sure. the less i stay away from it 
the less I can form, you know, uh, uh, an, an arrogant opinion or an ignorant opinion. And I can still accept those people for who they are. Yeah. And that's why. Yep. And I think that if people just stayed away from it, like myself, you know, and, and you didn't see those people any differently, things things would be a lot better. Maybe. But there's a lot of loud, radical voices on the, on the other side. Yeah, which you're is, not wrong. Which are the ones that are making the most noise. You're right. I've met some transgender individuals, and I didn't have a, I didn't have an issue with them. No. I didn't have an issue with them at all. They were very, uh, they were res- just as respectful as I am, if not more so. And so there was no issue. Most of the time you wouldn't but, even know. Yeah, most of the time you didn't even know. It, somebody had to tell me, oh, yeah, this, this person actually is, is, is a girl or whatever. Yeah. And so... It was no issue. But when now had these individuals come at me with, you know, hey, um, I'm going to start going in the same bathroom as you as long, you know, and going to the women's bathroom, you know, then I, I might start to raise my, my eye like, um, I don't know if this is right. But, you know, me being me, I probably wouldn't make a big deal out of it. But if you're going to come at me like you fucking transphobic motherfucker, you, you fucking bigot. Yeah, I'll probably just say, you know what? I'm right. You know what? You're right. I am a bigot, transphobic, yep. you fucking faggot. You know, I might, you know, it's it's all, it's all about your approach. Exactly. It's all in and, and your perception. In Absolutely. If you're going to come at me with knives, you know, I, I might just come back, you know, come at you with my 44 mag. You know, it's just yeah, exactly. it is what it is. No red flag law. Exactly. Um, but I think it comes back to, like you said, it's, it's, it's all like a religion, man. It is. Uh, these movements are. Now, these individuals that are stuck in it. You know, these uh, transgender individuals that truly do just want to live their life and, you know, do things, um, you know, on their own time. And, you know, I, I feel I feel bad for them because these these this movement gives them a bad these uh, these activists give them a bad name. They give them a horrible name. Now, someone like myself, I, I can uh, cipher through that. Yeah. But, yeah, somebody really ignorant, you know, they they can't cipher through that. They're just going to see a transgender say, oh, yeah, you're you're one of them fuckers from that movement. You know, <laughs> do you think that uh that there's people that originally hopped on board with this movement and decided to hop off. Yeah, I do. Why do you think that is? Because you want to see progress. If if you're going to, you know, just like a bandwagon team, you want your team to be winning. As soon as they start losing, what's the point of being, you know, a fan of that team? You know, if they start, you know, if if they start having a mediocre season, you know, you want them to kill. You want them to be breaking walls, breaking barriers. I don't know but- if that's necessarily the, the case. I mean, Cowboys still have fans. Oh, it's Cowboys. And so do the Browns. Come on. Dallas and Fort Worth, you know, it's a big metro. Anyways, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, you know, it's cool. Like, and I think that that that's stepping back to the, let, let's go back to the civil rights movement for a minute. Okay. The civil rights movement had a lot of, a lot of impact, but it's, it's one of those things that it, it grew because it had, it had a, a, an associated meaning to it and a, and a meaning that everybody well, maybe not everybody, but probably like 75% of the population agreed with. No. Well, 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 let's talk about that. You know, obviously things are much different now than they were back in the 40s and 50s, obviously, yeah. uh, especially when it comes to race matters or, you know, even like homosexual matters. Like I um, was talking, I was talking to my wife recently and I said, you know, I guarantee it's probably a lot safer today to walk around Omaha as a gay man than it was back in the eighties or oh, like in the seventies. Yeah. Like you had a much better, you had a much bigger chance probably back then of getting beat up yep. or, you know, really being ostracized. Being a part of a, of a hate crime at that point. Yes. Just like I believe, you know, being, um, being a black person in um, Alabama is probably much safer now 
than you know being a, a black person back in the 30s in in Alabama. Yeah, you know, walking around doing things freely. I mean, so things have changed, but there's still a lot of racism out. It's just not as mainstream anymore. Yeah, and so you know, f- some people would say that you know progress was made, but you know th- that hatred doesn't never go away. It just transfers. Yeah. It's different. So, yeah, obviously you don't have Jim Crow laws. You don't have any laws really prosecuting gays, uh, specifically in this country anymore. But there's still a lot of hatred towards it. And and, and probably always will be. And people people are, are, are a direct uh, reflection of their upbringing as well. Sure. Yeah, so, you, you, you have to be taught hate and you have to be taught to be offended. Right now we're living in a generation. It's, the, it's not that they've been taught hate. It's that they've been taught uh, they've been taught to be offended. Yeah. And so it comes off like it's hate, and it, it, what it ultimately is. Well, and the thing is, is like, is 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 people. I think I think the offended side comes from from people that are like, don't take shit from nobody. Well, the thing is, is like, if you if if you ever walk into our job during second shift, we literally you would think we all fucking hate each other because of the way we talk to each other. But you know what? At the end of the day, we're all friends. But that goes to show that. You know, we come from a different generation. A lot of those kids in there are young. You know, well, actually, it's kind of split down the middle. You have those people that are like old souls and you have the young kids. But we also talk to each other exactly the same way. Kid you not, every time I see Josh, what's up, faggot? 100% of the time. That's how we that's how we greet each other. It's true. And I've reported him many times and, and, you know, whatever. (laughs) But I mean, but that's 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 the idea of not getting offended, you know, People like learn learn how to not take shit from people by learning how to stand up for yourself or dish it back. Right. Because nobody wants to see a crybaby. Oh, you call me a faggot. I call him a faggot back. Tell him to suck your dick. Do something. Yeah, and you know I was always taught that words are just words. I mean, exactly. They are what you make them. So you could call me whatever you want to call me, and I'm probably not gonna be offended. But I I am amazed by some people who are offended just simply by words. But the, the 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 word the worst part about everything is nowadays you're almost walking on eggshells everywhere you go, yeah. because especially especially in public, because I know I've been I've been mentioned a couple times to talk really loud I do, but I mean I work in a production factory I'm used to having earplugs in my ear for ten hours a day, you know I just talk loud naturally but, um, you know I'm I'm entitled to my own opinion I'm entitled to say what I want to say. And that that's what it comes down to is, you know, it sucks when I have to really think about what I'm saying so I don't offend somebody. Right. You know, because, yes, that that could lead to a lot of a lot of hate. That could lead to a lot of resentment, controversy that we don't actually actually need. Yeah. So, no, it's, it's true. I mean, I think for the most part, people have had to walk on eggshells all through history. It's just at this time, it's it's a different kind of eggshells. It's not really the eggshells of, you know, you're you're scared of violence. I mean, violence does happen. Yeah. But um, now it's like the eggshells of I'm going to lose my livelihood due to, you know, just a, a joke I said. So people aren't saying jokes as openly. Um, they're not, you know, talking and- as freely. It, it kind of takes a lot out of your, your speech and... You know, honestly, I think words are a great way, like especially rude words are a great way to, dep- you know, kind of, um, uh, it, it's I don't want to say depressed, but basically, you know, uh, 
it's, it's a good way to decompress. Yeah. So some of that built up anger, you know, just to call your friend a faggot well, or something. Well, and Joe Rogan talks about this in his episode with Bridget Fetacy too, is, is how are comedians supposed to do their job? It's so oh, hard yeah. to be a comedian nowadays. Well, yeah. And Joe Rogan brings up a great point. Comedians are an easy target for bloggers and these social justice yes. warriors because they basically take like things that they say and just make them sound like they're these horrible, evil like individuals because they said something fucked up. And it's like they were saying it for laughs. I was there. That's how they make their paycheck. Right. I was there. I saw their body language. Like, I know they're not going to go do what they just said they're going to exactly. do. It's, it's like, so you're, you're going to tell me that people are killing themselves just because of what a comedian said? No, it doesn't work like that. No, it does. It doesn't work like that. And if somebody kills themselves based on what a comedian said, you know, fuck, you had it coming. Like natural <laughs> law. Like seriously, it's a fucking joke. It's not a dick. Don't take natural it hard. Selection. Right. I mean, but yeah. It, then these bloggers and these social justice warriors, they think they have a license to go after somebody because they said something fucked up on stage. Like they think they think they have a license to kill, basically. But really, what they're doing. What they're doing is what they're speaking out against. They're putting more hate into the world. They're putting more, you know, um, strong opinions that that cause controversy. They're doing exactly what they are accusing people of doing. Yeah. So no, you're not wrong. Hundred percent. You're not wrong. But, um, yeah, dude, it's it's, God, man, it's having grown up throughout the progress of this entire thing. It's just. It's really been, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it, dude. Like, especially the last probably like four or five years. It's really just been kind of like rushed. <laughs> That's like the best way I can describe it. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's like, it's it's almost like the Jehovah's Witness knocking on your doorstep and be like, you need to support the LGBT community. I already do. Right. But I don't need you to tell me about it. Yeah, they don't really go door to door necessarily. Well, it's I, you just, get the point. All, no, I get it. It's it's all online. The Jehovah's Witness. I mean, they've become just a joke. It'd be kind of funny if the LGBT did send people door to door. That that'd be kind of hilarious, actually. Yeah, pamphlets <laughs> about their next rally. Right. I mean, they definitely do street preaching. Oh, oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they definitely do street preaching. They do social media preaching. You know. Now, okay, I, I got I got to ask you. Saw the video. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't even remember exactly what what this guy was protesting but he's standing in the middle of the road in front of this suv and he wouldn't move and the suv proceeded to drive forward didn't run the guy over but but slowly kind of pushed him out of the way well then he dropped what looked like a rifle actually dropped what looked like a rifle and hit the guy's truck his guy got out of the truck and beat the shit out of this guy in the street mm -hmm. did you see that video i did not oh my god it's fucking hilarious Cause they got, cause there's a guy, the guy recording it. He's sitting in the car. He's like, yeah, see, you go and get your ass beat. It was funny as fuck. I was laughing so hard, but people don't understand. Like they're like, good. Stand up for what you believe in. But there's just some people that aren't going to deal with your shit. Well, yeah. You know, you take a big risk when you start blocking traffic. I don't know if you saw the one where the male nurse like ripped the oh, dude, that sign was great. Out, of, out of the climate change. You know, yeah, he was totally justified. Um, yeah, that, no, absolutely. There was that other one where it was like midnight and I remember, dude, this chick was, they, they were standing in line and this chick got hit by a car doing like 55 miles an hour. I'm like, she's dead. I'm telling you right now, she's dead. Don't do stupid shit. Well, yes. No, I'm just, what is it? You play, play stupid, stupid games, games win stupid, stupid prizes. prizes. Yeah. Yep. And that's exactly what it is. It's, I'm all for people believing what they, what they stand up for, but, or stand up for what they believe in. Yeah. Do it in the privacy of your own home. 
not not even necessarily that, but here's another thing about about these these critics and and Joe Rogan talks about this too. And not just Joe Rogan, but a lot of people have actually talked about this about how easy it is now to be a troll because literally you sit behind the comfort of a screen. Right. And it's so easy to just type those words out, play those words and um you know, in in troll people. Right. Sure. And you don't have to worry about getting your ass kicked. Just like Mike, I think Mike Tyson said that. The internet has made it very comfortable for people to say anything they want without getting their ass kicked. Yep. But, um, no, it's, it, but it, he has a very good point. And that's why we have become a generation of, of, of being so comfortable with, with calling people out and criticizing people and judging people because it's so easy to do it now. Mm-hmm. And Twitter's huge for it. But it's all good. So. Well, I think tonight. I think that I think that about wraps it up, man. Yeah. Um, but for those of you watching, if you have not watched Josh's T Rex challenge video, definitely get out, watch that video. It was pretty fun. Um, I was really hoping to see him throw up. I was really hoping you guys were gonna get to see him throw up. Um, guess you have to watch the video and see. Um, if you like the video, subscribe. Tell tell your friends about us. Um, if you guys want to get a hold of us email is uh midwestmindmail at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you guys uh check us out on facebook we do have an instagram it's still kind of up and going um ish but definitely uh look us up uh we appreciate you guys feedback we'll see you guys later